welcome to Layback with Betfair. Joined by the A-Team, we're back. Hello and welcome to another episode of Layback with Betfair. It's Caulfield Guineas Week and the $20 million tab Everest as well from Randwick. I can't remember a week this exciting for racing for some time. And to help me dissect it is none other than the Prince of Packard and Reese Goodwin, the Baron of Betfair, Tom Haylock. Reese, welcome, mate. Yeah, thanks, mate. You're absolutely right. I don't think we've seen a, a week in a racing like this. And we've obviously discussed about, you know, we want to see the best horses all collaborate at one venue. But I think what... Um, all the racing's got over this weekend is pretty exciting, so I can't wait to, uh, to dissect it all. Absolutely. And Tommy, welcome along, mate. I'm sure you would have been ferociously looking through all the form and the data last night in preparation for this. It's almost like a grand final day, isn't it, these type of race days, aren't it's they? Christmas, mate. Yeah, same as Derby Day. Always the biggest race days of the carnival um, and the year, and obviously a lot of prize money on offer. So um, looking forward to getting stuck in it with you too. It's going to be a big day. Well, we're going to get stuck into the lay bin to start off with, and Tommy just loves coming off the long run. The, the run sheet's about six pages long. Show of actors, wiping his hand on the side screen, <laughs> just ready to go. Um, over to you, Tommy. What do you got for Labin? Well, Reese just makes it so easy for this Labin. <laughs> so he walks in with his new jumper, lovely jumper, and still has the size sticker on the front of it. Yeah. So <laughs> at, least it was, at least it was a small. I still think the small, so I'm pretty happy about that. It's a Ralph Lauren, but Lauren spelled L-O-R-A-N. I'm not sure if that's Reggie Didge or not. Sorry, it's a donkey on. This proves it. You're charging too much for it's Ralph. The new tag dag is actually the iPhone light on. I don't know if you've seen oh, that. Yes. Like it used to be the tag hanging mm -hmm. out the back of the shirt, but the new tag dag is torch on on the iPhone all the time. Just letting you know. Right. Put that on too with your size yeah. sticker on your jumper. <laughs> Next time, just iron the jumper, take the size off, mate. Um, plenty others. Suspending betting on the Everest for nine hours while they do the barrier draw. I don't think we need that. I think they're better off actually having the barrier draw in real time and keep betting going for for nine more hours. Turnover. Turnover's yeah. king. Is this risk management, Tommy? What's the purpose behind it? Oh, it's to get all their graphics set up for the light shows and the drones yeah. and all sorts of garbage that no one really cares about. So I, I saw a lot of... I saw <laughs> a lot of... Oh, no, you're 100% right. I did see a lot of talk about that. But seriously, how much turnover is going into a Saturday race on the Tuesday before? I mean, we've spoken about the Everest for 360 days already. Like, you know, as soon as the Everest finishes, all we do is talk about the next Everest yeah, yeah. and mm -hmm. just pump futures markets. Who's got the slots? So, come mate, nine hours on a Tuesday, we'll be okay. No, I reckon if they did the barrier draw, if they did the barrier draw at eleven, there'd be a lot more turnover in the next two hours because everyone's dissecting, everyone's keen. There'd be a few mistakes and marker moves. So I just, yeah. Anyway, um, do you want me to keep going? Yeah, yeah I like this. Okay, uh, so we've seen some massive scores in the Cricket World Cup. Um, South Africa made four hundred and twenty-eight. Three century makers, everyone's making over 350. India come and play, and suddenly the pitches are turning right angles. It's ridiculous. Doing it again, again um, yeah. getting the lay bin. <laughs> uh, ridiculous. Uh, another thing, a lot of people are complaining about the parade being cancelled. Do you reckon any of those people complaining have ever been to the parade? Mm, probably not. Mm, getting the lay bin. 100% not. Yeah. I thought, so, it was a, I thought it was a really good marketing move early because there was sort of the rumors. rumblings that it hadn't been canned. And I was like, this is a good way to market your product and actually tell everyone there is a parade. But it looks oh, like we've gone one way, then we've gone back and we've sacked it. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, I, so, I, forgot, I forgot there even was one, to be yeah. fair, until it started getting talked about. And we were about. involved in racing. I yeah, that's right. Yeah, I so. think parades are peak Nuffy events anyway, whether it's... 
grand final That's Melbourne Cup. That's right. No. <laughs> yeah. No. Anyway. Shopping <laughs> Nuffies have got a parade for the moment. <laughs> yeah. Tommy, you're happy. Yeah, have I've you, got Have you got chest. all out of your system? This is like therapy because, for me. Because I love it. we've got so much racing to dissect today and it's all going to start at Caulfield for Caulfield Guineas Day. And, uh, mate, the, the rail's in the true position, which you'd expect. The tracks are good for, but I did get a little bit of a wet bum in the, on the way to, in and out of the car, on the oh, way to the studio. I was going to say, you got, a, you got a leak in your car or something. <laughs> on the way to the studio in Richmond today, there is a little bit <laughs> of rain around. Is that just a little bit of natural irrigation? Will we still race in the four range on uh, Saturday? Uh, perfect track, yeah. Westerly Breeze, so the wind's always a bigger inf- influence at Caulfield than a lot of other tracks, but... Um, They've said throughout the week, and I went to track work on Tuesday morning, and he said that hopefully Jeez. they get. How'd you go getting up early? Oh, it's wow. no good, mate. That's a shock and a half. I know. So they must have had free croissants. <laughs> saw the equine uh, genius there yeah. on track. You should have seen him with the binoculars out, patting horses, getting measuring tapes out. There. Yeah. Best part it was unbelievable. Um, yeah, so anyway, back to the track. They, they're hoping that they get the full 15 mils. Mm because then they don't have to irrigate. They reckon it'll be good for. So I think it'll be perfect. The westerly breeze, 23 to 25 to 35 mil, uh, mil kilometers per hour winds forecast westerly, which is a headwind down the straight. Um, I don't think the track will, well, I don't think that'll have a huge impact. I just want to be cover, probably just behind lead. Forward to midfield will be perfect. Maybe offense in the straight might be okay. Excellent. Um, let's start off in race number three. We've got when the Group Two Herb House Stakes is in race number three. You know, you get a pretty nice card. It's uh, over twenty four hundred meters. Saracen Knight won the race last year. Uh, Rogan Joshi was the only was the last horse to do the Herbert Power Melbourne Cup double in ninety nine. So it's always been used as a bit of a cups lead up reference. Uh, but just a little bit of information there. Uh, speed here, Tommy looks average. Rebel Racer looks the clear leader from Military Mission. Regal Power and Mount Popper personally. I don't like the race. I think there's a host of chances. I've got Carini on top, but I think the map's a little bit uh, tricky. You've got the likes of Braden Starr in, who gets some nice weight relief. Regal Powell's racing well too. Hasn't won for a couple of years. Over to you guys on this one. Um, yeah, I'm happy to start. I probably haven't got a great um, speed map going on, but I don't think there's a whole lot of speed here. I'm definitely with Carini. I think he's got lengths of upside. I'm basically tipping you on upside. You need to see him do it. He's only had one run past 2,000 overseas and it was uh, a placing over 2,500. He should be riding behind the speed from him. He's just going to need a little breathing air from sort of the 800 to the 600, somewhere around there. But I think he's got so much more upside than some of these. Braden Stars a $4 chance. He's come out of a Benalla Cup, which I think was a pretty ordinary race for a race like this. So um, I, I'm, I'm really keen on him. And if he doesn't win a race like this, well, then you can probably put a line through anything, you know, bigger steps going forward. He'd probably want to put these away pretty pretty easily for the some of the ambitions they got for him. So that's me. Yeah, I'm pretty bullish to play. I'm really worried about this day because I don't like staying races and some of my best bets are all over 2,400 metres and 2,500 metres and 2,000. So I'm a little bit cautious going into this day of racing, but I'm very keen military mission here. Um, you mentioned no speed in the race. Barrera hopefully goes forward early on in the day and won't be far away. Now, you mentioned uh, Braden Starr coming off the Vanilla Cup. You've got Braden Starr off the Vanilla Cup win, um, and then you've got a favourite, Karini, who's very short, stepping up in trip and beat Sabak last start. Sabak's come out and ran third, like hardly frank the form. Way too short for me, all on hype. Um, goes, what is it, 1,700 up to 2,400 metres. That's a huge training effort. I'm happy to be against the two favourites, and I think military mission coming off a Group 1 Metrop, I think it's the best form. Um, and the run was fine. So from a wide barrier last start, 
um, did plenty of work. I'm very bullish uh, military mission. Magic man on board. Uh, Magic man on board. So you've gone Rachel King, Zach Lloyd to Marrera. And I think he'll definitely run a place. So a little one by three military mission, he won't run poorly. I'm telling you, one by threes are contagious. I'm spreading them everywhere, mm. Reese Goulden. Did you bring that up? Did you? Yeah, he was did first. Did you create that? First <laughs> yeah, ever no boat. one's ever That's done that me. before. No, no it's, uh, it's Do you can pat yourself on the back, TM. Uh, <laughs> race number four is the Group 3 Northwood Bloom Stakes. It's for the Mayors. Set weights, 1,200 metres. Literary Magnate won the race last year. Dirty Thoughts back in 2021 and Fiesta in 2020. Speed looks good here. Uh, red card from the wide draw will likely push across and lead. She dances, Serides, Grey River. They look the other likely speed influences. Um, Tommy, how are you seeing this one unfold? Yeah, uh, a lot of speed. Obviously, you mentioned red card drawn wide again. Has to work forward with Joe Moreira on boards. Hopefully, he's leading two races in a row here, which will be interesting. Serides um, kicks up. She dances, gets a lovely running behind the speed. Obviously, Cardigan Queen, Serides, La Danse Rouge, and Red Card come through that um, lead up. Red Card was a dollar forty there, ridiculous price, mm. and was pretty plain. I thought they ran mm. the top four, but uh, La Danse Rouge ran really well in third. Cardigan Queen duck back to the inside, finished off superbly. So Cardigan Queen, Serides rise one kilo from that event. La Danse Rouge was second up, ten fifty to twelve hundred fifty five days between runs. Guaranteed a lot of improvement to come from that. Now third up. Um, takes huge benefit from that race. And I can't believe LaDonce's Rouge is $23 and Red Card's $2.60. Um, LaDonce Rouge beat at home. So I think there's a huge price discrepancy between those four anyway. I can't can't see why LaDonce Rouge is so uh, so long in betting. That said, I think it is a harder race and I couldn't possibly take a, uh, the price $250, $260 Red Card. I think that's a silly price from out there. I love the trial of number three, Asson. Um, I'm specking that at $23. Really nice horse. Hasn't done a lot wrong. John Allen Barrier too. I'm backing that. You're going to make a case for Grey River. I can make a case for the same. Um, but uh, Zach DeBoss since failed here in Melbourne. Um, I'm a little query on that form. This is a step up, so it has to improve again. Rose Course has got a chance. Pekara Kare missed the start. and ran the fastest split between the eight and six to get into the race the whole day last last mm. start so if he jumps with him he can run well i can't get red card down that short and this was my the most fun i've done uh doing formula race in a long time and the market's fascinating mm, yeah it's a really tough race for me like I, i'm just going to stay well out um i was with rose courts first up and she was great but still don't really like the draw from there mm. she'll probably improve again um third up that's probably when i want to follow her but even the ones down the bottom like they're all mares that are in pretty good form and could take some type of leap into this grade because, um, as you said, the main chances are all coming out of the same race and red card was terribly disappointing. So um, happy to watch this. Mayor's race is very typical. They're, they're hard to separate, aren't they? I think Grey River gets the run of the race too. I think she's I think open. that was the only one Tom didn't mention. No, I did mention <laughs> no, that. No, he did, okay, yeah. <laughs> she, she takes enormous improvement. She was a dominant first up winner <clears throat> four weeks ago. That was at listed level at Morfittville. Last time she was second up, she drew wide in the uh, Group 2 Tobin Bronze, but she produced one of the biggest last 200s of the day, beaten just under a length, uh, by over a length, sorry, by Royal Merchant. Um, yeah, she looks to get a terrific map, barrier six. I think Ollie could likely land in the 1-1 one, one here, and she's going to be, I think she's going to be mighty hard to beat, and as a good price, represents some value. And just from a lay perspective, I'm laying red card too, Tommy. Yeah. Like, she really regressed last start. She was flat, you know, $1.40, flat as attack. Um, sometimes they can stand out a little bit more just given the SP when they really disappoint like that. But figure-wise as well, she did really drop. So she's going to have to 
what she produced two back plus some to win a race like this and drawn wide. I, I think she's a clear lay. So watch her start fifteen dollars and win. Yeah, I was going to say. Oh, don't, yeah. don't 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 oh, yeah. man the, the the blue team. They can get him to bounce back. That'll don't worry. that'll um <laughs> that'll be a classic start to Guinea's day for us if that happens. <laughs> um, let's move on to race five now, which is the Group Two Scalacci Stakes. Wait for age eleven hundred meters. Last year, Pulele, uh won this race from ingratiating and zoo style. Speed again looks looks good. Lombardo, um, Asfura are drawn next to each other in four and five. They'll push forward. Uh, home rule will be prominent. Uncommon James looks to get a nice run and, and chain the lightning to kick up from one. Uh, boys, the, the whole market's just gravitating to Uncommon James and Asfura, as you'll expect. Is that how you guys are sort of seeing the race in between two? Yeah, no, you would think it's basically a two-horse race here. and They, they come out of the basically the, the best sprint race we've probably had considering you know imperatives and that so it's hard to sort of go around those two i've ended up going with uncommon james just because of the natural improvement out of that race um he's second up he won the oakley plate second up last time where he beat ashfura um she probably gets a little bit better in the weights from that meeting um but i, I really like the hoisted team they know what they're doing i don't think it was anywhere near a grand final first up really good hit out frosty stays um aboard and it's probably I didn't really want to be taking 2.30 for him, but I think that probably just goes to show outside of Ashfura, these two are probably the, the, the two standouts, and I think he can probably have the um, the better of her again. Yeah, one of the two wins. What do you make of Blinker's first time on Common James? I think it's it's almost a concern for me to step into Uncommon James because um, might be slightly slowly away, which you do see with Blinker's first time. Map negative compared to Ashfura, who probably lead. I went looking for Uncommon James that it's a little query for me. What do you make of that? It's interesting. I, I, what are all the bases of him not being close to the speed? Like he, I thought he was off a, in the Oakley Plate second up last prep. He was really close on a, a pretty yep. fast speed. So, Led. Yeah, there you go. So I, I, I'm, I'm, if he is a touch slow away, that is obviously a concern. But um, generally good horses, I think, get it right. They're just ready-made race horses and they generally don't get those little things wrong. But, um, yeah, I, I was surprised as to why people were guessing he might have been a bit negative from the gates or in a, in a worse spot than what she might be. I thought he would be, knowing Damien Lane, a, a bit like Amelia's Julie, sometimes just take things into his own hands. He was, yeah, yeah. If he jumps well, he'll he's not going to give up his spot to a couple of the better chances, particularly her. Um, so, yeah, I'm not really concerned about that at all. I think we've got the right rider on board to get things right. Blinker's first time. Riding as well as anyone. I think it's a massive plus, Blinker's first time, yep. I'm seeing as. Um, Common James has natural, mm. excellent gate yeah, speed. He jumped he really well. He watch, does. If you watch the um, the Moya, he jumped really well. He was barrier seven or yeah. eight from memory in that race. He and jumped really up. well. And first up, mm. a 1,000 around the first <clears> of the valley. He yeah. sort of had to look for some position running. And late in that race, is taking ground off Asfura. I think Caulfield's going to suit him more. I'm going to back him. I've got a lot of time for Uncommon James, yep. as I do Asfura. I think she's just a terrific mare. But I'm with Uncommon James just, um, in the Scalacci. Yeah, I agree. I think we're, we're all on Uncommon James. I think he's the horse to beat. Price and tempo and the way the track's playing is going to have a big impact. Yeah. So watch the, watch the Betfair market. That's a huge tip. If they come for Uncommon James, I think it'd be winning. I, I think we've all got him on top. Yep. Let's head to race number six now, which is the listed weekend hustler handicap over 1,400 metres. And the late Cardinal Gem won this race last year for, mm. for Graham Begg uh, with Jordan Childs in the saddle. Um, group three enlisted winner Cardinal Gem. So thoughts go out to uh, connections of him who had a, you know, a bit of a training accident this week, which we never like to see um, in racing. Um, just in terms of this race, the speed looks pretty good. Vernelli drawn two. 
Um, and last start listed winner Buffalo River sort of mm. wound the clock back a bit, yeah. didn't. Um, draws wide in 10, loves to go forward. So any race <coughs> with Buffalo River at Caulfield drawing wide, you think there'll be a little bit of natural speed in it. They're the two likely leaders. Uh, I guess will they burn along in front and fight for the lead, Tommy, or do you think they'll just be happy to sort their sort of order out? Yeah, Buffalo River, I think they'll just adopt the same tactics that yeah, they well, did last time. You've got to be pretty ballsy these days to take him on because he just doesn't know <laughs> any other way, unfortunately. Correct. I mean, he's just going to be, even if you do cross him, he's going to be then outside your eyeball on you as well. Oh, I don't mind those one-dimensional horses to mm. agree because you just know what you're well, going to get. You just yeah, send them to the front. Then, you don't try and be too cute. You don't get them to relax underneath you. you just generally, go. you know, the opposition know what you're doing yeah, yeah. and they don't want to go with you either because you're generally going too hard. Yeah. Almost bring yourself undone trying to go with him. Yep. Yeah, yeah, they will go quick. I've got no huge opinion in this race. I can make a case for plenty. I think, well, what do you do with it? And got no idea. Um, didn't love biometrics trial against Wellwall. I went looking for Wellwall um, gelded, a horse with a lot of ability gelded, but Chris Waller, wide barrier. Where does he get to? Uh, if he had drawn well, I would have been pretty confident Wellwall would run well, but um, tough race. I can make a case for plenty. <laughs> yeah, I didn't have it in me. I was nearly going to put, um, I was nearly going to make Buffalo River a bet, but I just, didn't quite have an Emmy. It was interesting. Ollie's on the radio quite a bit these days, and he was a, a he'd been riding the horse quite a lot. And um, he said to Mike after his second last run, I, "Look, I just don't think I'm getting along with the horse at the moment. I'll try something else." So not only did he put Celine Gaudry on in a stakes race, which is really what rewarding for her, mm. they also took the earmuffs on him. I think they'd been trying to settle him too much, mm. um, and he was able to dictate last time, and he just kept rolling. And I, I would not be shocked at all if he does it again. I don't think, the, apart from Waterhouse runner, I don't think there's a lot of pressure here. And if they leave him alone with Celine, she obviously gets along with him really well. He's probably not a bad one by three play. Like, I think you could probably back in. If he's anything like he was last start, he's going to be very honest again and hard to beat. Just touched on, you touched on Ayrton. Um, heard uh, Pricey on the radio this morning. He's far from confident that he's going really good. Yes, the trials have been good, but he really needs to see the horse come back and do it. He's he, he basically so said this everyone. horse. Yeah, he basically said this horse will never get near winning a Group One. He's just not the same horse he was, and they just need to see him show up on race day. So you'd have to you'd have to say he's probably going to drift on a day. I can't well, see why there would be money for him. Well, my point around this was I'm making it in a big yard watch, so I'm going to look at what Bella makes of it in, in yep. the yard through Betfair and, and, and see see how he presents because. If you look through his stats, and I know he's a different horse, but he, he's three from three this track and trip. He's four mm. from four at Caulfield. Mm. He has an outstanding first up record. I think he's three from five first up um, with you know minor placings as well. So it, the old style of form and just stats alone, everything points to him. Yeah. And he's a $4.20 on Corp's favourite. So I, I'm just going to wait and watch and see what they make of him in the yard and, yeah. and figure out if I'll bet on the day. This stable, fascinating. They've had so many... Star spruke horses, elation, elation. We saw the horse in the previous Lombardo that have set the world on fire. Globe, I'm not going to comment. Yeah, (laughs) I know. I feel (laughs) like amazing. I feel like they're cursed to a degree. Like, you know, when you're getting these types of just spider bites and things like that, it's one one thing I will go out on a limb and say with Ayrton is he'll 100% be ready to fire because they won't need to risk him running. Yeah, you don't, yeah, yeah. They won't. They don't want to say after the race, oh, he wasn't quite ready, you know, he's a little bit underdone. There'll yeah. be not, none of that. I think they'll want him to be pretty forward and, and right to go yeah. first up 1,400. And D-Lane's probably a positive too. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if he trialled him or not, but um, that's obviously a pretty good jockey booking. Hey, let's move on to the Group 1, Might and Power, Weight for Age 2,000 metres. It's race seven on the card. Animal off the canvas last year to win this from I'm Thunderstruck and Zaki. Um, certainly takes a different complexion this race this year, doesn't it? Um, it's It's been fair to say it's been decimated by 
you know, um, race in Sydney, I guess, in uh, many respects. But the, I find the speed map in this race the most fascinating part. And I can't wait to hear, um, I guess, your um, your view on it, Tommy, just around Alligator Blood, Deny Knowledge, Lindemann, Just Fine. They all like to go up top and control proceedings. And um, I dare say they're probably at their best when doing so as well. So does this um, set up for someone off the speed? And, and how do you think it unfolds? So just fine, back in trip, down to the 2,000. I think they take a sit just behind the lead. I think Alligator Blood leads. Um, Lindemann's the other that will kick up from barrier one, make Alligator Blood just do a little bit of work and, and maybe cross. And I think just fine just jumps and settles where, like perfect Barry, don't need to bustle out of the gates. Um, he's my best of the day, just fine. I can't believe why he's not favorite here. His figures are enormous. He's the best horse in the race. Rock hard fit, maps perfectly, got options from that gate, and I think he's too good for these. So uh, very confident I've got him up much shorter and shorter than Alligator Blood. I'm laying him. Yeah, I, look, I'm not <laughs> I'm yeah. not, I'm not officially <laughs> laying, but I can't have him anywhere near that price. Just the other what? one, speed influence. Alan Kerr, he led Alligator Blood last start. Are they, is there a reason why he's not going to be so near the speed either? Yeah, well, it didn't work, did it? So I don't well, know. Well, I didn't, think he, was, was I didn't think he was horrible. Just all things considered. Up, so. I might just on just fine mm. while we're on there. I just think he's been exceptionally well placed yep. since racing in Australia. And 100%. like he comes to wait for age racing here, it has to carry an additional, additional nine <clears> kilos <throat> than what he did when he won the Metrop last start. He does have a really bulletproof style of racing. Like mm. you got to love that, but he meets like a couple of genuine group one horse, wait for age horses here. I mean, can he beat Alligator Blood at his own game? But then also Alligator Blood hasn't won at the 2000 before. So yep. there's a lot of angles you can take, but I think this is a huge ask plus nine kilos weight for age in a race like this. I, I think I'm going to lay just fine at the price. Yeah, well, look, I can definitely lay both the favourites. I feel just fine has carried uh, 55 and a half the most he's carried since he's been in Australia. Yep. He was going to rise right up in grade to 59. Um, Clearly, Alligator Blood and Just Fine are from the same stable, so they're not going to be cutting each other's throats. So one's probably going to take it up or want to be right on the speed, and the other one's just going to want to have the nice soft running behind. I'm going with Nonconformist. Um, mm. I think he's flying well under the radar, this horse. His first two runs could not have been too much better, um, I thought. He's got a second to without a fight um, up in Queensland. He's peaking third up. I think they really want him to be running well in this race to obviously target possibly a Caulfield Cup. Um, so at his price of a do, uh, at roughly 17s, I think you'd be a one by three play with him because, as I said, I think there's going to be a nice enough speed here. As I said, Alan Kerr, I don't know why, I don't know how they're going to ride him too much different. He's definitely going to be on speed, alligator blood, um, just fine. Lindemann, deny knowledge. We haven't even spoke about her. I mean, mm. you were on her at Mooney Valley expecting her to lead. She's taken a seat, a sit, and then was good through the line before that she led at a really fast speed and won. So she's got to be somewhere thereabouts from an inside draw. They're going to have to I think she, somewhat use her. I think I'd she's imagine. over the odds. Mm. Um, I'm actually going to be siding with Juice in this race. So um, I'm sort of, if I, if it unfolds in terms of a strongly run 2000, like I predicted is, she, she's the one off the, off the speed that it's going to set up for, I think. And um, she's in pretty good form. She ran home strongly in the Underwood. She finished third ahead of Sulcombe. It went on to run well in the Turnbull. Um, the race sets up well for her. Plenty of speed. Um, yeah, I think she's the one that I want to be with. She's, she's short enough for me. She's map negative. I understand you think it's going to be a, a faster run race. She hasn't won for a year and a half. She's map negative, $5. 
she barely went around a runner and had the run of the race mm. last that, start. That's sort of why I, from a personal point of view, was a little bit against because I was on her at the 26s last time and now I'm having to take $5, $5. possibly less yeah. um, from the draw where she's dead set, going to have to be negative, whereas the other day she drew in and probably was a couple of pairs closer. And as you said, she got a lovely run through. But I think she's going quite well. Yeah, is it, is it her Cup. race? Is it a Caulfield Cup target? I, well, so that's I, I must admit, career. I've had a yeah. futures bet in mm. the Caulfield Cup. So I'd love to, for, for you to be right, Nick, and she either wins or runs really well. Yep. None, nonetheless. So exciting race, really. Considering race. it's considering as we mentioned, you know, the King Charles is obviously taking a few of them away. It's still not it's a bad race. race yeah. to be fair. A few angles to look at. Mm. Um, we'll whatever it is, we'll know we'll know a lot more by about four four thirty on Saturday, boys. Um, race number eight. Uh, let's let's turn our attention there now. It's the Group Three um, Jewelers Vase. It's for the mares. It's over a mile. Um, Cyril Miss went back to back here for Simon Wild in 2021 and 2022 and Wish Lass lobs here mm. um, this week looking to make it three in a row for that camp. Um, speed here, Nunthorpe looks a likely leader from Wish Lass, Party Princess, Shandon Burge. Uh, you boys are shouldering arms to this race? Yeah, a little bit. Um, a little bit. A little bit. That's putting one down second slip's throat. That's, 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 that's a little so bit. he can mention a horse, and if it does happen, a lot. <laughs> yeah. so I mentioned nah, it. You're going to have a bit each way. I'm not even doing that. Um, <laughs> just playing it straight back to the bowler. Not at India, you're going to make a case for wish or lass. You go, and I'll have a chat after that. Yeah. It's got a bit of Stratton Angel and... No, no. Well, not laying. No, no. This is... She's actually... She's my best for the day. At, at Caulfield, wish all last. She, she's lightly raced five-year-old, six career starts, four wins. I, I just love a setup here. Um, one last start at fourteen hundred meters, drops five and a half kilos on that run, gets the red hot D lane in the saddle, and just looks to get just the peach run in transit. Likely box seat, perhaps even kick up um, and hold out. Nunthorpe, I'm not sure. Leave that up to D lane. He's on absolute fire. There's just so much to like about her. I think she's progressive and. Um, yeah, she's she's my best at Caulfield for the day. I only query with her. She stepped out of benchmark seventy grade twice, and there've been two defeats. Mm-hmm. She was very good. Jamie Carr was pretty weak. I thought pretty average ride. Two back when failed at Sandown. Um, massive jockey change with Damian Lane going on. I think that's a big positive. Nunthorpe's another with Carr off. Um, loves it here at Caulfield. Technical speed. I thought Barbie's Fox was enormous in an Epsom. Ran really good late mm. splits there. Loved her last fifty. Uh, she's got to be in the mix, and Party Princess isn't the worst. Um, good two back against Kalino and Umgawa. They've both come out in, in Antino form, and then that hot race behind Amelia's Jewel. So I think Party Princess is going all right as well. Um, I can't talk you out of anything. Yeah, it, just the, the mayor's race again. I'm going to stay stay at it. Pretty tough, competitive. I wouldn't be shocked to see a few of these win um, and bob up. So happy to avoid this one, boys. Excellent. Let's move on to the feature on the card, fellas. Race number nine, the Group 1 Caulfield Guineas for the three-year-olds over the mile. Uh, Godolphin have had a stranglehold on this race, winning the last two editions, Golden Mile last year, Animo back in 21. Um, this is truly a mouth-watering race. I said I'd get that out sometime during the show, and I have. But you've got the dominant Golden Rose winner in, in Militarise, comes to Melbourne to take on Paul Pushka's unbeaten Colster party, who, who just continues to raise the bar every time he steps out onto the racetrack. And it doesn't stop there, though. You've got the JJ Atkins winner in King, Colorado. You've got Sheelight for Kenny Keyes, who looks to be screaming out for the mile, has reeled off the fastest last 200s at um, sectionals at both of his last two starts. And then you've even got V8, who might be able to bounce back from last start. The list goes on. Um, I think it is more, look, it could be more than a race in two, 
um, the market suggests it's a race in too, but I, I'm fascinated to hear your thoughts on it. Yeah, well, obviously, Sheelight was good behind Stapati. A lot of people were making case for Sheelight. So you mentioned a race in two. I think you've got to give Sheelight a chance. But Matt, negative mm. um, from a, a bad barrier. They only went back on Stapati last time to teach the horse a lesson. They've been talking about getting this horse to settle throughout its campaign. I think that was a more <coughs> educational run. He still got the chocolates. It was an outstanding win. He'll be closer in the run than Sheelight. Um, and Sheelight will be giving two or three lengths, I think, to, to Stapati in the run. I've got Stapati on top. Um, Military, no, not militarised. Just, I'm just a bit concerned about that Golden Rose bunch finish. We saw Ancap come from there, and he's a star. He's what is he? Three time Great One winner, mm. militarised. But I think Stepati's next level. I think he's different gravy to a lot of these. He's the standout three year old for me. I've got him on top. Oh, I can make a case for King Colorado as well. Obviously ties in through the Golden Rose, but dead set looking for a mile now. So not a confident race for me, but I've got Stepati on top. The, it's interesting, the data, like the ratings say militarise is clear. The best yeah, mm. but h- how much can you quantify right. a horse that continues to raise the bar and just has a will to win, which I think Stepati falls into. And they're very different preparations, very different lead ups in terms of one progressing and one racing in the better races. And and Reese also militarise first way Melbourne first time Melbourne way as well. Like how much does that play in? Is that a factor? Yeah, hundred percent. Particularly Caulfield too, it's not a, a massive spacious track like Flemington, of course. So yeah, that would certainly play a factor. But I think from that camp they would have well and truly been on top of that. He would have worked Melbourne way a number of times back home in Sydney. So I wouldn't actually have that a concern. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously, it's something you've got to think about as well. Interesting, Tom, you, you touched on the Golden Rose form. There was a bunch finish. Was it not a bunch finish, the Stapati race lead up from the, the Caulfield? It was, loop? it was. But he talked about um, the fact that Stapati kept stepping up, and I mentioned that it was an educational run. Yep. I mean, I think if Stapati was there and it was his grand final, he would have settled three lengths closer in the run, and he could have won by two. I thought it was outrageous that Stapati won the race. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, she, like we'd have to admit, was was pretty good then as well. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah ran yeah. the fastest splits of the day, I think, yeah. and yeah. a really good run. Yeah. But I just think... The, the little difference now is the party's probably got the advantage to be a bit closer. She like will have to be con- conceding around straight away. Barriers yeah. don't help. Yep. I don't think she like can get over to party conceding at three or two or three lengths. Yep. That's my theory. And uh, militarise is the same. So mm. yeah, position, in, position in run, Stepati's the tactically versatile horse. Yep. Like he's going to... Stepati's going to have two to three lengths, I think, on Militarise yeah. coming straight. And that Militarise can do it, but he's going to have to run past Stepati, which, um, and what we've seen Stepati in that will to win. I, I'm backing Stepati. I've got Stepati on top too. Just, sorry, I want to go back to the speed map point of view. Is how much pressure we think there's going to be here? Rock Empire, obviously one, um, Southport Tycoon. It, what's Griff going to do from 15? He obviously went forward the other day around the valley. Are we thinking there actually there is going to be a little bit of pressure here? Group one, there might be something thrown in there that hadn't been as close. They're going to try and ride like that. And then also a few of these are getting up to a mile and you know they might not be able to steady as much as they would like to on these younger horses. Yeah, I think there'll be enough pressure. I don't think they'll go break next pair yep. by any means, but there's always going to be pressure in a group one. I'm going with King Colorado. I've always been with him. Yep. I think he's really suited up to a mile. Um, yes, don't get me wrong, militarised beat him last start at the 1400, um, but I think he's really improved up to a mile and he obviously showed that when he won the JJ Atkins. So at that price, I just thought he probably could have been a touch shorter. Um, he's a group one winner. He loves a mile. Mick D in the saddle, he bobs up in these group ones. He knows how to ride group one winners. So um, I was keen to play on him. Watch what he does in the market, King Colorado. That <laughs> JJ Atkins yeah, win, he was yeah. 80s earlier in the yeah. week. He started right. 40s at final field and started 12s or 13s yep. on the Fairlux unbelievable market I they knew owner and track work um, came up to me and said he loves the show boys so oh, well done beautiful. Um, good luck to him 
yeah. King Colorado? Absolutely. Yeah. Said that at the start for our one listener out there. That I know. Was King Colorado. We, we would have all put him on top. When he just said that, I thought he was going to name drop. <laughs> yeah, <then>. nah. <laughs> he's good at two. Old two degrees, Tommy. He's good at name dropping. Um, <laughs> hey, boys, race number 10. Let's move on. It's the Group 1 Tourac Handicap. Um, Melbourne Racing Club and Victoria have listened because they've got all their Group 1s in the quaddy leagues, mm. which we like here. <laughs> They're big fans of the show. With that fair, yeah. <laughs> Huge fans. Uh, Tuvalu won the race last year. I'm Thunderstruck in 21 and Mr. Quickie back in 2020. Um, this is a sweet race. Look like it. As simple as that, isn't it? Um, speed looks good. Pride of Jenny, corner pocket, here to shock. They all look to um, get a good look at the speed from low draws. And then you've got the likes of Savannah Cloud. See You in Heaven can be can go forward as well and be prominent from out wide. Um, you've got, you know, market fancies like Antino that have drawn sand down. It's got a lot of <laughs> angles here. It's it's fascinating. Amelia's jewel. Yeah, Amelia's jewel is <laughs> taking up in the shower. Amelia's jewel is taking up a lot of the market. Two dollar twenty favourite. Um, does she get beat? I'm sorry, I've just got a picture of you in the shower. I need to get that out of my head. Um, does she get beat? I think she's too short. <laughs> Yeah, same. <laughs> um, <laughs> you've lost We've it. all been thrown <laughs> yeah. off right um, now. Obviously, obviously ties in. You, you'll make a case of prior to Jenny, who meets uh, Amelia's jaw four and a half kilos better. Probably had to do a bit more work as well. Early in that race, and the run was great. 0.8 length defeat concedes, drops four and a half kilos off Amelia's jaw. You've got to tie that in. Because of that, I kind of went away from Amelia's jaw at the price. I thought she was silly odds on hype. Um, I can make a case for the inevitable. Again, Perez rides, but his mm. final 600, 400 and 200 were the third fastest of the meeting. Uh, fastest final 200 metres of the race. Love the run. Um, we'll get a guide to the form um, earlier in the day as well through Barbie's Fox and, and whatnot. Um, can I say with the mm. inevitable, and this is starting to become like a classic flashing light. You've got to get a yes, group. You've got to get, I don't like bagging hoop hoops at all. Like it's not my game, but you've got to get a group one jockey on for a group one. Oh, There's no point... The first up in Sydney, <coughs> fastest last 200 of the meet. Then second or third fastest last 200 of the race. If you can't get a position in run and put yourself in the race, we can talk about late sectionals all day. So you mentioned that, like, even last week with Damian Lane versus Sax Bain in the, the race, the, whatever it was, the Danehill. Mm. Um, if I'm Unstoppable had Damian Lane on one of the three, wins one of those three starts this campaign, in my opinion. Um, group one jockey, he's, he's just on fire, Damian Zach's Lane. Won a group one. I know he has. He has. He won a C4 or something like that. And also the, 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 the and won an Adelaide. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's also <laughs> negative 40% this year. Oh, uh, and you've been rehearsing in the shower too, have you? Not bad. Um, <laughs> at least he has positive stuff to say. Yeah, I'm, positive. Um, I'm, so I'm just complimenting Damian Lane. Um, yeah. But. Yeah, I, I, so I can make a case for the inevitable. Um, I get, agree with that flashing light. Are the reason we're getting $12 is because of the jockey? Potentially. Yeah. Yep, potentially. If, if say, a Beachian or a D-Lane went on his single figures. Yep, and still probably more of a bet. Yeah. Um, I'd feel more confident. Mm. Um, all that said, I've got pinstripes um, as a bet here. Don't, don't mark him on top, but I've got him as a bet. He was enormous last start. He was wide, covered a lot of ground. Tuvalu obviously ran really good race coming out of that, um, ran alligator blood. Um, to a good race. Beat home Dewey, who you're obviously tipping on top, Nick. Um, fantastic in behind Mr. Brightside the start prior. I think he's going really well. He hasn't done a lot wrong, this horse. And the market forgets him a bit. Market mm. forgets him. I'm I just went looking for a different form. So a one by three, one by four pinstripe, I think he'll run well. Um, risking Amelia's jaw at the price. And Antino, we haven't really touched on, I think short enough. Um, Tony Gollins is a huge improvement to come, but I want to see it 
now. He just got the chocolates and draws awful. Ben Allen's only won one group mm. one. Is that okay for you? No, is not, enough. not enough. Okay. Not enough. Yeah. But Hopefully. He's, he's also... He's a good rider, Marabi. <laughs> okay, that's good. <laughs> Point to shoot. You could have done that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, interest, really interesting race. There's a couple I probably haven't put down on the run sheet that I want to mention. The inevitable is my bet. He was super... I think Ryan Maloney had his first ride on him first up in Sydney. I think he, if you go back and watch the replay, he come off the bottle, and I'm pretty sure Ryan Maloney half give up on him. And then all of a sudden the horse started picking up. Ryan's like, oh, this thing's half a chance. And he probably should have beat Golden Mile. And then he was just, mm. it was, we yeah. don't even need to talk about his, his run in the episode. I think he should have won that. Mm. And um, he should get into a, a reasonable spot here for me. They just don't need to be needy. Just come out, and if you can just ride just in neutral, I think he'd be midfield, smothered up, and he's just got to get room at the right time. But there's a few here I want to... Attrition's one who, if you can put a pen through his last run, has been going great. There's no doubt about that. Yep. Um, what's another one here I wanted to give a mention to? Amenable. Yes, we all probably really liked him last start. And I think the more you look at the race, it was just a, an ordinary ride, unfortunately, from Zara, which I think he'd put his hand up and say. Yep. And it just wasn't a race shape at all for him. But it, you, you can't not look over the run before in the group one. He was massive. It was completely massive. And, and you talk about trainers on radio, Mick Price saying, don't back it. Well, he said, told everyone to have an irresponsible bet on Amenable last <laughs> start. Go. So maybe we maybe we follow it so, this week. Yeah, <laughs> it's, just, okay. it's just that, yeah, true, true. Yeah. It's just the type of race that there was going to be so much pressure, I feel, going on. There's a few down the weights here that are probably going to want to use that with the wide draws. If Amelia Jewel, Amelia's Jewel obviously has some type of bad luck, which can easily happen in a race like this around Corpett, it would not shock me if there is something anywhere near 20s when a race like this. So you're making a case for a few others. Have you got Amelia's Jewel mark longer? Uh, yeah, definitely. So yeah, definitely. Yeah. Think she's too short. But oh, it, 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 it's again, I mean, they're, they're marking her off upside, which you, you literally, who knows what her ceiling is. Yeah. I mean, right. her work as. I don't know if you saw it, but with the blinkers on and Frosty come off and said, it, I, I was scared to move on it because it was just <laughs> going to explode and take off and nearly do too much in its gallop. So, I mean, the sky, sky's a height for her and she could come out and completely brain them because she's already showed she can handle pressure, uh, a high pressure race. And I think this is what she's going to get. And if she just gets clear room and a nice drag into it, I think it would not shock me at all if she yep. does put them away and we, we walk away and go, well, 220 wasn't too I'm happy short. to lose if she wins at 220. I, I'm, I'm much the same and I don't want to <laughs> sit here and and pull her tail because I want to see her horse, yeah. run yeah. really well and storm into a cox plate. Yeah. I wanted to choose this path over yeah. Golden yeah. Eagle. So there's a there's another story within a story mm. in this race that I'm sort of hissing home, but I'm not going to better at 2.20, And I just can't get the discrepancy in price between her and Pride and Jenny off last start at the Valley. Like she, Pride and Jenny presents here third up, she drops five kilos, gets four and a half kilo weight swing on Amelia's jewel is mapped to lead and just give a mighty good sight. And when you get up, go up $17, $4, and the other one goes up two twenty. it's mm. just wrong. Um, and I know Pride of Jenny, like she's a good second up horse. That's probably why um, she has gone up a little bit longer, but I'm still going to spec her just one by three. And then one I'm going to lay in this race, I'm going to lay Antino to place. And I think he's a terrific horse, but he's just drawn horribly in 17. Good bet. And this is a guy that lacks natural gate speed. Yep. So he can't, he can't go and lead and put himself into the race. So he's just going to have to take his medicine from barrier 17 um, and will need plenty of luck. So, um, and out of that race, level weights, you've got here to shock as well. I think here to shock can turn the tables on Correct. Antino. And gets a good draw. Yeah, it gets a good draw, gets a soft run. So I'm going to lay Antino to place back prior to Jenny one by three in the Torak. Good betting, Nick.
Thanks, Tom. Mm. It's always nice Very when Tom says something positive about me, yes. not just thinking about <laughs> me shock. in the shower. Before we move on to Rand Week, fellas, and look at the Everest, it's important to note that it is Gambling Harm Awareness Week next week. And uh, look, we love the races more than anyone and, and having a bet as much as the next person. But I think it's just important to note that if you are having a bet, have some strategies in place to be responsible when doing so. And uh, if you do need any help, there's plenty of information to assist you on the Betfair Hub and, and through some education sessions there. And you can go to that link through the show notes here today. Um, boys, let's head to Royal Randwick now. The rail is plus three metres. It's a good four. Tommy, you'd expect it to be true for the biggest day like this, wouldn't you? Yeah, you have to go back a little while for this meeting to be with uh, a plus three. I think the track will play fair. They know what they're doing. Um, conditions look perfect, really. Perfect. Well, let's head to race four, which is the Group 3 Gloaming Stakes. It's for the three-year-olds over 1,800 metres and Sharp and Smart come across the ditch last year for Team Rogerson to hold out Machalate and Williamsburg and win the race. This year's edition, speed looks speed looks good. Noisy Boy, the likely leader from four. Snowman to push forward from 10. You've got Raff Attack, Gambare and Kintai. That will also be prominent um, and ensure the tempo is good enough. The Dulcify looks the premier form reference for this race, Tommy. You've got the likes of Tom Kitten, who endured a pretty tough run there. Um, lobbing here is your race favourite. Uh, are you keen to get involved? Yeah, 10 of them come through that um, that lead up where Tom Kitten was very unlucky. Um, probably wrong, wrong race shape for it. Just mapped poorly there and got too far back and couldn't do much more. He ran the fastest final <coughs> tournament of the race. Um, he was a short price SP favourite there, so you've got to take that into account. Um, probably unlucky not to win, but I'm leaning a little bit against that form and I'm not getting carried away in this race, but I, I'm happy to spec Tannhauser here. Um, ties in through Tom Kitten, but just a complete Chris Wallace set up this. Um, second up, mid-prep trial, which I love. It was a really nice trial. McDonald on, ticks a lot of boxes, and I'll just be watching the market closely with Tannhauser. And any of these three-year-old races, preferably with fillies, but you've got to respect John Sargent horses with his three-year-old stayers. And I can make a case for, glad you think so, at a massive price, mm. um, completely different form, which I like as well. So um, I'll potentially have something on at number 10, glad you think so, as well. Um, interesting you bring up that horse. I was sitting at the pub the day he won and I had something Toss on him. Uh, no, not quite. <laughs> Very good for me. Very good for me. Um, and it was a really good fighting win. That horse of Godolphin's loomed up and looked like it was going to go straight past and it was short price favourite. Um, that horse has since run well against older horses. There you go. Like and that. that was a really tough win. So you can see why it wants... It'll be looking for this um, trip. Yeah, I haven't put him down on the run sheet, but Tarnhauser, uh, Tarnhauser, however you want to pronounce him, it, as you mentioned, great setup. And ran third in the JJ Atkins, which ties in with Miracles of Life and um, yep. King Colorado. So you, can, you put the, one of those in this race, then he's obviously, they're going to be pretty short at the market. So yeah, he's not a bad little bet at sort of nearly double figure odds. Yeah, look, I'll, I'm not having a bet. I've got Tom Kitten on top. The the map's just completely different, isn't it? To yeah. The last setup, four mm. and three with Nash on. Could be tricky. Um, it's, a, it's got different... It's got different challenges this week, the map for, for Nash as opposed to um, last start. But, yeah, I'll be shouldering arms to that one early and saving my powder for some of the bigger races later. Uh, let's have a look at race six. It's the Group 3 Sydney Stakes, wait for age 1,200 metres. And Rocketing by beat home in the Congo and we own a smart one last year. The speed here looks very good. You've got, you got Cole Crusher who always just goes forward from three. Um, Trip Tri-State will push across from 12. IME is always handy. Grey Worm, Shelby 66 can um, be prominent. The market fancies here, guys, Bella Nipatina and, and King of Sparta, who were both outstanding last start. 
they've drawn 16 and 17 mm. respectively. So it makes it tricky. It opens the race wide up. Uh, are we getting involved? I'm certainly not. No, it's just way too hard for me to get a handle on all these horses over there and what's going to happen speed map wise and, and whatnot. So you'd certainly be better off asking Tom, I think. Yeah, King Sparta is in the mix, but I'm more against him than with him from that gate. I'm just kind of penning that um, straight track for him. Uh, it's just different gravy over here around a bend at Randwick. Uh, Bellamy Patina on top for me. Uh, we heard Gee, she's good. She's, she's so very consistent. She's a very, very good horse. She's a group one winner at 1,200. She won the Manicato in dominant fashion. Um, I don't mind the barrier. As you mentioned, a lot of speed. We'll be back. We'll find cover. Running line might be okay at Randwick. Um, I think can prove too good for these. I'm specking Jojo was a man at... <coughs> Hundreds the as trial. well. The trial was lovely. And McAvoy rode it in the trial too. Yeah, just different form. Draws perfectly. Mm. You get a suck run. Um, could be a hundred. So I'm specking Jojo as a man. We've seen him run well. He just hasn't been his best mm. in the last few campaigns. But that trial says he's back to his best. And yeah, that's that's me. Um, Airman's a fascinating runner here. X Factor. Um, big step up um, into a group two and rises in weight. So little query, but I had a lot of time for him, man. Oh, oh, sorry to interrupt you, Footy. I'm really concerned with Ballina Patina that she hasn't won on good ground for quite some time now. Mm -hmm. um, That's a fair and, and as an older mare, I, I completely think that she's going very well, and I know the stable thinks she's going very well, but I'd need to see her win mm. on good ground. I, she just hasn't been as dynamic as she is when she's on the wet ground. Obviously, some other horses don't handle it. So this is obviously her race. White draw is a bit tricky as well, but um, yeah, if she's not winning, then they're probably going to be scratching their heads going, well, what are we going to do? She got beaten under a length to think about it, who's yeah. favourite never. Exactly. Yeah. It's completely <laughs> different form. It's like, uh, Sorry, the best form. Stands I, out. I, I had a similar thought at Angle and, and delved into the ratings, and she still runs really, really good figures on, on good track, but yep. probably just hasn't got yeah. the Ws. That, exactly, and I totally yeah. understand mm. the angle, like, but that... When she ran at the valley on the heavy eight, was it the Manicato where she yeah. just absolutely just broke yeah. it? And, and that was when it was called off the Friday the night, Friday and ran night on the, the and Saturday. Held, and held over. Yeah. She said, thanks for the extra night's sleep. So you're like, <laughs> <laughs> more rain That was better. a bizarre race. Oh, wasn't it? Just yeah. Well, they up. all, and didn't some, they all left the fence, didn't yeah, she? And she just wide. darted up the yeah, fence yeah. and took off like she was on an escalator. I, I love just before we move on to the Everest, just how nonchalant Tommy was in tipping a 101 to 1 shot. You're going to love it. He just, I think, yeah, good chance, 100 to 1. you probably be right. Yeah, let's move on to race seven now, the Everest. They've managed to squeeze this into the quaddy legs, which is great. Thanks, thanks PVL. Um, he's, he's a fan of the show. Yeah, <laughs> $20 million Everest. Wait for age, 1,200 metres. It's the seventh edition of the race. And let's be honest, it, it's taken the industry by storm. You, you, you're stubborn if you don't mm. like it. You're mm. just a stubborn traditionalist. Like, get on board. It's fantastic. Yep. Um, let's talk about the map before we go through the runners. And it's one of these races where on paper, and races aren't run on paper, the speed looks average. You've got Overpass, who's the sole leader in the race, but I just can't see them going that slow in a, in a race like this. So where does the speed come from? Does Hawaii, Hawaii 5.0 show some tactical speed? Like, how does it unfold? Um, fascinating map. Yeah, overpass clear leader, as you said. Um, Private Eye's got good speed. Wouldn't be surprised with the jockey on board. Mm. They're positive. Nash um, doesn't mess around. In Secrets, if you watch her replays, she's got good 
tactical speed as well out of the barriers. They've just chosen to They'd take sits with it. Probably be silly not to try something from 12. I think they can work across and settle outside lead, but it depends on, like you could end up where every, and I say this all the time in these big races, no speed on paper, no mm. speed on paper. Suddenly you've got Hawaii 5.0, Private Eye, In Secret. You've got six blokes that Six people trying to go, oh, it. outside lead's easy to get here, <clears> and they all go for it, and suddenly they put the pressure on. I think that might actually happen. Mm. Um, and it's a run at a faster tempo than expected, and... Yeah, what do I do with the race? I'll let you go for it first, race. Yeah, well, look, I'm going to stick with the Tainong trained I wish I win. He's been almost put labelled as the best horse in the country, or the best sprinter in the country, and I think he can show it here because this is a pretty good field. This is a great field. They've all been assembled. There was a couple that probably have gone amiss, um, but I think they've still got a really great field for this year's Everest. Gate one does not concern me at all. Um, because I think even if you say, even if it eventuates a six of them wanting to pour pressure on, I don't think there's going to be too many getting crossed. I think he's maybe worst case scenario going to be three about the fence, but only 12 in it, big track. I think he's going to get room at some stage. He doesn't even have to get it until 300 out. And I think you'll have a, a dynamic turn of foot and be able to win. I'm going to save on overpass though, in case it goes the other way and they do leave him alone because yep. he's a tough animal. He ran second and, uh, sorry, he won the clocker. He beat Emilia's jewel. He's run this prep, been, he's one run this prep's been terrific. He just got nosed off by, um, think about it, was it? Or Private Eye? Either one of Joe Pride's horses Private anyway. Eye. Private Eye, sorry. Um, and for oh, him to still yeah. be double figure odds, I think it's a bit silly. So I'll be saving overpass, but my main bet certainly I wish I win. I think he'll prove that um, he's pretty good and uh, he's deserving of winning an Everest. Mm. You go, Nick. Yeah, I'm, I've been bullish about In Secret in the entire lead up. I, I just think she could be the first mare to win the race. I think she's really special. She, she's um, she's a month between runs here with a tick over trial in between. I just find the the barrier draw fascinating here because she was 17 bucks all in betting prior to the barrier draw. Then she drew 12, which I thought was somewhat of a slight negative. And then she gets backed into sort of 10 or $11. Mm. So I'm going to wait to back her on the day. I think she'll get back out a little bit. Uh, but she's just a grand final horse. This is why I love her. And I know she's had a couple of her grand finals at Flemington and I think a lot of people are pigeonholing her as a straight track horse and, and I'm not subscribing to that. I think she's pretty special. Um, and what she can do really well is she can sprint off fast tempos and slow tempos. And when you get Zach Purton, who's one of the best hoops in the world, on board, he'll be able to sum it up early stages, what Tommy and you were talking about, mm. Reese, in terms of do you go forward, do you take a sit? I think that'll be summed up, the race will be summed up well in the early stages. Yeah. And I think she could explode late and, and be the winner. So I'm bullish about in secret. I'm also going to back think about it. I don't want to lose on think about it because he deserves favoritism. He's a winning machine. He's a winning machine, and you can't um, you can't dismiss winning That's form. Right. And he's drawn well. Um, and we spoke about like Stepardi and the Guineas. It's hard to quantify winners with their desire to That's win, right. and, and he falls into that category. So my main bet will be on in secret, but I'm not losing on think about it. I'll make him a winner as well. That's how I'm playing the Everest. I've got. I wish I went on top. I just wish he drew better. Um, He'll need luck, but I, I agree everything you said, Race. Um, I think he could be the best sprinter in the country. He um, did draw one in the Memsey and, and get clear and yeah. obviously like well short of his best. And I know this is a little bit apples and oranges, but you talk about group one, negative, negative, negative. Well, you know, if he's screwed down for that, he, he pisses in. I agree. So like, I agree. You know, Just well, quietly. Well, he does. Like, <laughs> so, um, yeah, and different race, different shape, whatever, but... It's just yeah. hard to know what they're really thinking. Are they still just going to ride him where they find him and just hope that it all unfolds and we're just going to ride him like the best horse to race? Or are they actually going to try and take the bad luck out of the equation? And I, I 
I don't think he's ever been pressed out of the gates. Like, are they say, maybe some chance of holding the back of overpass? Is that any possibility? This is why it's such an amazing mm, race yeah. because what happens in the first fifty metres is going to make or break yeah. this race. Bit of in-play betting. And I, yeah, and I wish I like I wish I, Luke Nolan might be sitting from barrier one, going he'll be looking left, going yeah. look what speed's coming across. Yeah. Am I going to kick up? Yeah. A split-second decision could win the race for him. Um, it's going to be an amazing race. I've got I wish a win on top from Private Eye. I think those two are fantastic chances, um, risking the three-year-olds. Um, yeah, I, I can make a case for overpass. Everyone seems to be tipping him at double figures. He's got to be respected. Um, yeah, Espiona, like she could blow him away and I wouldn't be sure. Well, we, we know she's got the ability. The she only, just does too much wrong, but well, and the, the high other, pressure 1200 might just suit her and she might just the, come out The massive negative I find is Nash is not riding her. Yeah. I mean, we, we met, touched on it, sorry yeah. just to interrupt, but last week, he's a, this is how good he is. He got Montefilia to win. Yes. And we touched on it last week. We said that was probably the only difference was Nash was going on and he gets her over the line. So Q Bowman's a great rider, don't get me wrong, he's world class, but... What Nash can get out of a horse is unbelievable. Actually, a horse that does it a little bit wrong. That's right. Like Espiona, yeah. It would be the most Espiona thing to come yeah. and win the wouldn't it? Yeah. Like, I, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if she comes out and wins by two. Yeah. Like, I'm going to hand my bet fair account in, though. So, well, it's interesting. So she, <laughs> run, she runs second in a Scirocco, first up behind Sunshine and Paris. And Sunshine and Paris was meant to be in this race. Yes. So you can sort of tie her in in a way. Not that we were probably going to be hard tipping Sunshine and Paris, but that was going to be no, another funny. dynamic of the race. So she's certainly not were, out of it. Sexuals were enormous. Mm. She's always shown she has the ability. She just does yeah. too much wrong. If she yeah. gets it together, she could. Yeah. yeah. No, it's great discussion. Nick will be on the floor. Oh, I can't wait. I'm already on the floor. And it's, <laughs> He's just thinking like about her winning. That'll do me. T minus 48 hours. <laughs> race nine. Um, this is the last race we're going to preview, guys. It's been a packed show. Mammoth. It's the Group 1 King Charles, um, the third stakes, wait for age, 1,600 metres, formerly known, of course, as the George Main. Uh, Animo beat home Ice Bath and Hinged last year. This is a this is a really good addition, and we speak about, um, you know, our races down in Victoria maybe perhaps being diluted because of this, um, and this is why, because <coughs> we've got some stars here. Uh, the speed looks pretty average. Um, the flying Radina will kick up from one. Golden Mile, Zaki, they'll be prominent. Mr. Brightside from eight with those three drawn underneath him. Tommy, we'll talk an off air before the show. He looks like he's just going to lob in the perfect spot again. He just has this knack mm. of, of doing it. And it's it's likely why he's taking it, or well, not just because he's a star, but it also adds to probably why he's 225 in the market. Amazing race again. Um, would we get the same race for one million potentially? Um, maybe Mr. Brightside stays in Melbourne, but uh, yeah, I've, I find the internationals really interesting. Light infantry or light infantry man, yeah. depending on where you're from, um, adds a lot of intrigue. As does Buckaroo. Uh, I can't get Mr. Brightside down to two twenty, two fifty. I've got him marked around three fifty to three seventy. So I can't back him at that price. I'm scared stiff. I've still got him marked favourite. He's a star. Um, I could entertain a, a small bed and light infantryman and think it over. Nash stays on board. He wouldn't have won last start if Nash wasn't on board. That mm. was an outstanding performance, outstanding win. Um, I'm marking Zaki heavily here with Jamie Carr on. Um, she's not riding at her best. So uh, I've got Zaki marked, what, $15. I've got a light infantryman and think it over second favourites and they're the two plays in the race. Yeah, way too tough for me. I mean, I'd love to see Think It Over um, bounce back. He's obviously had that little niggle, but he's had the trial in between. Nash obviously thinks he's going fine. I'm sure he could have ridden something else in the race, but um, probably agree. 
I couldn't back Mr. Brightside at 220, but boy, oh boy, he, he can't do much more. And you, you'd almost say before this prep, he was a better horse in Sydney mm. off his form. So, and he's gone to another level. Clearly. Yeah, you've got to be... You've this, got is to, hard, this is his hardest race. I agree. Yeah, yeah, this is his hardest race. But he's dead set treated alligator blood and so yeah. with content. With content. Like, Willow was, I think Willow was even surprised how easy it was at Flemington. I mean, either one of you boys could have ridden him and he won, and that's saying something. He got, I don't know about that. You almost got $2 <laughs> bit fair on that day, and now you're taking two twenty, yeah. two forty. Yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah. That's fair enough. Harder race. Yes. But we're certainly not going to be shocked if he no. wins no. very easily. Yeah. He's, he's, got, on, he's on top for me. Yep. I'm not betting. Um, I'll just be cheering mm. for Mr. Brightside. I, I want to see him continue that picket fence. Um, before we get into our unit plays and, and our little bit of a wrap, we've got Jackson Oldham with Take On Take On Me, our, this famous segment. He's absolutely flying at the moment. And if you want to take on Jacko this week, this is what he's got for you. Take On Me this week. We're going to Caulfield. I want to lay race four, number two, red card. James Cummings, a dolphin, and Joe Marira on board. She just looks way too short. Uh, at $3.20 is the best corporate price at the moment. Her SP profile, I think, is doing a lot of heavy heavy lifting for her early price in this market. She started $2.50 and then was crunched in, started $1.40 this track and distance last start. I think 1,200 metres sees her right out. And her ratings, although consistent in the three runs prior to last start, um, Serides, She Dances and Rose Courts all have a better peak rating than her. I'm forecasting a peak rating for... Grey River here with Ollie as well, so there are four horses that I'm confident can beat her home. So three dollars, yeah, three dollars twenty best corporate price available. I'm going to put up five hundred at three dollars sixty for anybody who wants to back her. That is race four, number two, red card. Thanks for that, Jacko. Uh, let's now wrap up the show, guys, with our unit plays. And Tommy, we'll start off with you, mate. Yeah, I've just got a question before we get into this because I'm tipping one in Randwick race one, but. You've got a $20 million race coming up, race seven on the card race. I want to ask you this question and consider it to you as well, Footy. Do the jockeys, what are, what's the jockey's mindset riding in races one, two, three, four, worth 500,000 compared to a $20 million race? Are they going to be thinking about best part? We saw it with Winks and Bowman. He didn't ride many winners earlier in the program when he rode Winks later in the day because he was testing the track, working out angles and, and whatnot, and he probably had his focus on one race. What do you reckon? My comparison's nothing like <laughs> these jockeys when I was riding in picnics, but, yeah. uh, you know, we had a picnic cup ride later in the day. That when was probably the, the main event. When you had the Balnarring Cup to yeah. look out. <laughs> uh, I must admit, and I think a lot of people would be in the same opinion that ride, once you get out on the track, the adrenaline kicks in and there's you're not really thinking about the future, so to say. You're definitely thinking about the race because at the end of the day, you're going plus 60 kilometres an hour on a 500 kilo animal, there's basically only one thing you're thinking about in the race is what you're doing at the time. Um, Do you reckon you're a little less inclined to take risks or I, take gaps? It has or? to be a risk management. Look, I, I, I don't think so on the day. I think so. I Bowman think, used to I sit think, three deep and stay out of trouble and go to the middle. And Doesn't he still do that? He used to think he was on Winks. <laughs> <laughs> no, look, I honestly don't. I, I don't no. think. I think weeks leading into it, you've got to be very careful about what, from my point yeah, of view, trainer's point of view, suspensions and that. On the yep. day, you can't be taken off your rides unless yep. you get hurt, which I understand they might not take a really narrow gap. But, look, I don't read into that at all. I think, you know, your James McDonald would just go about every Saturday very typically 
and would want to be riding in form. I think confidence is massive for a rider. Yeah. Um, and I think if you rode the first three winners, well, you're strutting around with your chest out going into an Everest, aren't you? It's, that's a good... That's, that's a, what that's, I think. That's called a glass half full. That's yeah, good. That's I me. like it. That's from, me. I like um, it. That's me. So that's uh, how I see it anyway. You're making me more confident about my first at Randwick um, tip, but it'll start with Caulfield. Um, each way or one by three... Uh, Nick Foot patented one by three. No one's TM. ever done that before in no, their life. Yeah. What are we going to call that? I don't know. I'll one come up three. with something. <laughs> <laughs> um, race three, number four, military mission, I think runs a drum and you're getting a good price as well to win. So 0.75 unit to win. 2.25 unit place bet on military mission. Race um, four, no, I won't have a tip there. Race seven, just fine. 2.5 unit win. Caulfield race 10, pinstripe, 0.25 unit win, one unit place, I think can run a drum and, and is great value each way. Ramwick, um, I'm backing up on Cleveland here. I thought his run was very good in a Metrop. He gets second run, blinkers first time. He loomed up like he was going to run into it. And just the blinkers first time, I think he just did too much in the run. Um, second up with blinkers on, same field, meets much, Calipore four kilos better, Benno three kilos better. I think has to be in the mix there coming off a, a Metrop. So race one, number three, Cleveland, two units win on him. Bella Nipatina, one unit win, race six, number 13, something small, Jojo was a man, point one win, point three place at hundreds. And I'll have a Tommy two play level stake, half a unit on light infantry and think it over. Very good. Uh, across to me now? Yeah, across to uh, you, Yeah, so we start at Caulfield, race three, number eight, Carini, one unit to win. Down to race five, number two, Uncommon James to win uh, one unit. Race seven, number three, Nonconformist. I think he's a great each-way play. Uh, 0.5 a unit each way on him. I think that's a safe bet in that race. Uh, race nine, number three, King Colorado. 0.5 a unit to win and one unit to place. And then we go to the last, uh, the big one, uh, the inevitable, number two, 0.5 of a unit to win and one unit to place. Over to Sydney, Randwick, race seven, the main event. The Everest, uh, as I said, I'm going to save on overpass, 0.5 to win and to place. And then I'm going to just go straight out with I wish I win to uh, one unit to win. And then just race eight, number three, Ruthless Dames. I think Dame, I think she's a nice little each way play oh, there. Well. Yeah, she's going well. I think she's suited up to 1300. Your man Collett in the, in the saddle. I know you love him. So 0.5 of a unit each way on him. He doesn't have a ride on the Everest. Mm -hmm. Oh, so yeah, he's got nothing fresh. to worry about previous. Well, after, yeah, that's after right. After the Everest. <laughs> the way I'm playing, guys, is. Um, Quite conservatively, somewhat from a unit outlay perspective, this week so much great racing, but I'm um, still treading mm. relatively carefully. And Caulfield race four, I'm going to side with number five, Grey River, one unit. Uh, Caulfield race number five in the Scalacci, number two, Uncommon James, one unit. Um, head to race number seven, I'm going to side with number nine, Duace, one unit as well. Race eight, the Mayor's race, my best bet, number 10, Wishlaw Lass, two units to win. Uh, race nine, the feature, the Caulfield Guineas. I'm with number four, Stapati, 1.25 units to win. And then in race 10, the Tourac, I'm going to play. Number 10, Pride of Jenny, one by three. That's 0.25 units to win, 0.75 units to place, just risking the one unit or investing the one unit there. Then we'll head up to Randwick, race seven, number nine, in secret, one unit to win. And number three, think about it, 0.4 units to win. And just from a lay perspective, uh, I'm heading back, sorry, Caulfield, race four, number two, red card. I'm going to lay with a two-unit liability. And in race seven, I'm going to lay just fine, number six, with a two-unit liability as well. Like that. I should lay. 
red card as well. Why not? Oh, it, it's it's fascinating that this show is called Layback and I'm the only one laying mm. horses here. So I can't even back a winner, so there's probably no point in me trying last to find a lay. Probably the, had. probably the best way to go about it. Oh, I Reece. should be a lay, the me last, trying to find a winner. <laughs> yeah. The last three lays I've had in this show have all doubled in price and won, so yeah, I'm flying. Tread carefully. Street and Angel, shout out to you, best for the Um <laughs> Boys, it's been so much fun. Um, dissecting this weekend of racing with you guys. Can't it wait. genuinely is, as you said, Tommy, at the top grand final day. Um, listeners, viewers, wherever you are, enjoy Guineas weekend, enjoy the Everest, whatever you want to call it, and we'll be back in your ears or on your screens next week on Layback with Beth Air. Welcome to Layback with Betfair. Joined by the A-Team, we're back. Chances are you're about to lose. For free and confidential support, call the number on the screen or visit the website.